Welcome to the ANA Podcast, Sports Talk with your hosts, Anthony Cortez, Alex Ashley, and Kevin Rowe. It's the ANA Sports Show, episode 128. Uh, I am your host, Anthony Cortez, and I'm joined alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alex Ashley. What's up, everybody? And Mr. Kevin Rowe. What's up, what's up? This is part one this week. Uh, first of all, Merry Christmas. And again, I'm going to say it again because I was barely able to put out the episodes uh, like yesterday and today. Um, so for everybody that missed us and all that good stuff, uh, we hope you had a safe holiday. I'll say this. Last, that's the last time I say it. Hope you have a good New Year as well. Um, but yeah, the episode 128, this is part one. How are we doing, boys? Living the dream. Living the virtual dream. We're making it. Making it through. Yep. All right. Alex, you got any highlights for us? Uh, yeah, I got a couple highlights. So one that I found particularly cool uh, was that the Big 12 consists – okay, so of the top 15 basketball programs in the NCAA this year, right, the Big 10 comprises a third of the top 15. I thought that was extraordinary. <laughs> uh, you have Texas, uh, Texas Tech – uh, Baylor, Kansas, uh, and a couple other teams, um, at least one other team in the top 15, and then I think another team in the top 25. Um, but I thought that was really cool. Uh, another one, and this is just because we probably won't talk about it anymore, but I found it to be another kind of an interesting one. So Dabo Sweeney kind of doubled down on his stance that Ohio State did not deserve to be uh, in the top four uh, teams this year. He said, there's no question Ohio State is good enough to beat us or to beat any of these four playoff teams and be the national champion. That's not the question at all. I didn't rank anybody who didn't play nine or more games in the top 10. That's why they were 11. I have all respect in the world for Ohio state. What do y'all think about that? Do you think he's kind of backing off or do you think that he's uh, like making a good point there? Just out of my own curiosity. Makes a good point. Think so? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. makes a good point. I mean, Good football team, like you said, not taking anything away from them, but to put them in the top four, to put them in the playoff, having only played however many games it is, six or six, six thank you. Including uh, championship, which they went into with only five wins. Thank you, Kev. A bit unfair to everybody else that's played more. And it's all because your conference decided, oh, wait, everybody else figured out how to do it. I guess we'll play too. Right. I look at the season as a marathon, not a sprint. Well, when you're only going five games, that's a sprint. Yeah, that's fair. Any any team can have a five-game stretch where they go 5-0. and Right. The Bears. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. If we, had an, if we had an expanded playoff, they would probably be in it still. Right. But we, but we don't. And last but not least, Dwayne Haskins has finally been cut from the Washington Redskins. When all accounts are that he would have been cut last week, he was convinced otherwise. Ron Rivera was convinced not to cut him. Uh, but this week, after some uh, off-the-field incidences, literally off-the-field incidences, <laughs> uh, Dwayne Haskins has been cut. He is no longer a Washington football player. Off-the-field incidences and then piss poor play on the field, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. What happened on the field? Like, if he actually played well, they may not have actually cut him, but. What happened off the field? Uh, he was caught at a birthday party for his girlfriend a la a strip club without his mask. 
Oh, that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> after that, I think it was this most recent game, he left and didn't abide by the NFL's uh, media policy where he's supposed to stop and talk to the media. He just left and went home, and that's breaking the rules. Mm. Uh, so not only was he losing, he was also kind of a bad sport about it, it would seem. Which is understandable. Sometimes you get frustrated. Sometimes you want to talk to the media. But the problem is, is that with the rules, he kind of has to. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And this breaking COVID-19 protocol was his second such occurrence this year. So he's not learning from his mistakes. Yeah. It's like Marshawn Lynch said, man. You just just show up so you don't get fined or you don't get in trouble. Just show up. You don't get in trouble. Yeah. All right. Another week in the NFL done. It was week 16. Am I right? Week 16? Mm-hmm. Yeah, week 16. It is time for three words again. Alex, I'll let you start off. I am prepared. I just wanted to let you know that, but I'm always starting us off. So switch it up and Alex, start, it off. start us off. Uh, where are we starting? With the, All right, like, yeah, Vikings, Vikings Saints. Saints, Vikings pulled, Saints pulled it out 52 to 33, but three words. Uh, <laughs> 50 point day. Uh, not only for the Saints, but Alvin Kamara as well. Uh, Alvin Kamara himself outscored the Vikings. He scored 50 points in fantasy. The Saints scored 52 points, which, I mean, remember last year when it was the Chiefs and the the Rams, and that was a hell of a game. Uh, And then Kamara also scored six rushing touchdowns, which hasn't happened since the 1920s, 1930s, something like that. Uh, So 50-point day is just kind of an overview of the holy shittery that was the Saints offense. Yeah. I had Camaro went off and you said it all. <laughs> Kev? Six rushing TDs. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh Bucks Lions, uh Buccaneers pulled it off forty seven to seven and they have clinched a playoff berth for the first time in am I wrong, thirteen years? No, I'm not wrong. Um and Tom Brady is once again going back to the playoffs and what did I put down? Tom's back home. Kind of feel like the playoffs took Tom's address, and now he's back home. So, yeah. Kep? Where's the coaches? Uh, Detroit played without their their interim head coach, so they are the second team in history to have three head coaches in a season. They played without their – or their offensive coordinator was their head coach, so their wide receiver coach became the head coach for this game. Their quarterback coach, who has never done play calling in his life, uh, became the offensive play caller. The defensive coordinator, out for the game. The the D-backs coach, the D-line coach, the linebackers coach, all out for this game because of COVID-19 protocols. And they still played. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And it showed. Yeah. Yeah. It fucking showed. Yep. Yeah, but the NFL had pushed the game back one day. These coaches would have been cleared. Mm-hmm. So mine was, was that was unfortunate. <laughs> uh, that was unfortunate for the Lions. Uh, had they been able to move it a day, they get all of their coaches back. They were missing every one of their defensive coaches, like Kevin was saying, at every level. No offensive play caller outside of somebody who's never done it before. And they're like, you know what? Because you don't really matter, you're going to have to play anyway. Uh, So that's really unfortunate for the Lions. And we saw what happens when 
you know, best laid plan of mice and men, but it's hard to bounce back when you have literally none of your coaches. So, yeah, you said it all. Uh, 49ers and Cardinals. 49ers uh, stun quite possibly the, the, the Cardinals 20 to 12. Yeah, what'd you have? Wilson playing spoiler. The running back for the 49ers, uh, Wilson Jr., had a career high 204 scrimmage yards in this game. And uh, it's really hurt the Cardinals' chances of making the playoffs this year. Right now, the Cardinals are outside looking in. They need some help outside of controlling. They do not control their own destiny. They have to win on Sunday and get some help to make the playoffs. Alex? Uh, <laughs> Arizona versus Arizona. <laughs> So right now, 49ers are staying in a hotel in Arizona playing at the Cardinals Stadium because they can't play in San Francisco right now. So it's kind of like two Arizona teams playing against each other, and I don't know if that helped or hurt at all, but the 49ers just won't go away, and they seem to be kind of giant killers right now. I know they fucked up. Or they, 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 they messed up the, the Rams playoff uh, I think if the Cardinals had won, then the Rams would have been in the playoffs or something like that. Uh, there, there, there was some – because the 49ers won this game, they messed up some of the easy routes for some of the teams in the division to make it to the playoffs. So they just won't go away. Uh, I had third-string QB. Third-string QB, C.J. Uh, Beathard, if I'm saying that right. Comes Bethard. In through, Bethard, thank you guys. Bethard, forgive me. Uh, comes in and throws three touchdowns, and um, yeah, leads the 49ers past the Cardinals, twenty to twelve. Uh, next up, Dolphins and Raiders. Dolphins won twenty six to twenty five, barely getting out of there. And I put um, what I put. I was wrong uh, because I believe I picked the Raiders uh, in our pickums to. Uh, win this game, and I was wrong on that. But I was also wrong in the fact of uh, uh, picking the Raiders to quite possibly be uh, like a dark horse, dark horse playoff team to upset upset somebody in the playoffs. But that is no longer happening because they've officially been eliminated. So I was wrong, Alex. Uh, porn star fits magic. Uh, this dude, and there's a a clip somewhere on uh, ESPN radio and the guy is comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to a porn star in the way that he plays. He plays sloppy. He gets in messy positions, but he always seems to come out on top anyways. And that kind of seemed to be what Fitzpatrick was doing. I mean, he was in some ridiculous situations and he was still able to get some juice going. He what nine of 13, 182 yards and a touchdown. And he was in an only the fourth quarter, I think. Um, so he really kind of came in there and gave him, gave him the juice. You know what I mean? Uh, but watching him play is fun, man. I really like watching Fitzmagic play. Kev? That was Fitzmagical. Kev wins that, this round. <laughs> that pass by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, my God. I've never seen anything like that. When you have your head turned the other direction on a face match call and still able to complete a pass to the sideline at 30 yards down the field. Oh my God. To set up the winning field goal. 
That was Fitch Magical, man. You can't put it any other way. All right, well, I mean, we can stop playing now. Kevin wins this week, but anyways, we'll, we'll <laughs> keep like going. We're in. You could come yeah. up with something. Don't sell yourself. I, trust me, I don't have anything. <laughs> uh, on to the Sunday games, uh, the Falcons and Chiefs. Alex, I almost put, oh, that hurts, but I, what did I go with? Uh, that was close. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go with, oh, that hurts, because I think you, I mean, Falcons, it was, at halftime, it was 7-7. Seven to seven. I uh, didn't get a chance to watch this game. I don't know if y'all were leading at all in the fourth quarter, but yeah. No. Chiefs. Oh, I guess. Yeah. For about four minutes. Yeah. About four minutes. Um, Chiefs pulled off a comeback, I guess. So mm-hmm. hope that hurts. Alex. Uh, <laughs> a new hope. As, every week you have a hope that the Falcons might win because we're always leading at some point, And then usually it's late in the game and then we fucking lose. But it was cool in this game because, well, it was against a really good team. So it's nice to be leading late, but I mean, it's just kind of what the Falcons do right now. I think the more, but I guess my biggest question is, I'm not sure if any of this is helping the interim head coach seal his job now, Um, which I guess is my biggest question. If they're not going to pick him, are they? Who are they going to pick? Because this could look good for him. You know what I mean? You took the Chiefs into the fourth quarter with a lead with four minutes and 33 seconds left. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, a new, a new hope. Yep. Make it eight. This is the eighth game that the Falcons have lost when leading at some point. Eight games this season that they've lost while leading. That is, that is astounding. They've lost 11 games, and eight of them they were leading. That's impressive on a whole new level. I'm not going to even say anything else just for the sake of balance. Uh, Browns and I, Jets. I mean, I feel bad for you, man. It's your team, but it's, yeah. it's impressive. Honestly, at this point, I, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like, there's there's no – I mean, like, it really – you think it bothers me, but it, it really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Browns versus Jets. Jets win at 23-16, to 16, but I put down it wasn't fair because I don't believe the Browns had any wide receivers. I only think they had, like, one wide receiver, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Everybody was out due to COVID, um, and Baker didn't have anybody to throw to, so it wasn't fair. Kev. Spell it out. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> I mean – Two wins in a row against two p- potential playoff teams? Think Where about the it. fuck did this team come from? What is going on? <laughs> Say bye to the first round pick? Yeah, they're clinched at the number two. Wow. Alex? Uh, jettiest thing possible. They need to fucking stop. I mean, they are just continuously shooting themselves in the foot. Now they're a bad team who's about to get an even worse draft pick. Like, it's almost like they're actively working against themselves to help themselves at all. They have two wins. They have an upset against the Rams, which good for them. You know what I mean? That's, That's cool. And then the Browns only had literally one receiver who wasn't on the team for basically all of this year. Uh, And it was a home game. Um, And the Browns took off late to the game also. Uh, 
So, like, I'm like, okay, are you actively trying to sabotage yourself? Like, it's almost like the Cleveland Indians, or not Cleveland, but the 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 uh, major leagues where they're trying to sabotage themselves so they can move down to another city. There's only that's got to be happening. An ESPN analyst made this point, and it really made me think about this. These players and coaches, they're not here to tank because chances are they're not here next year. They don't give a fuck about your draft pick. They want to play for their careers because if they don't perform now, they're gone. No, I understand. But so still, as a coach, figure out a lot of different things to do. Like, I don't know. Start your backup, see what kind of position you need, what kind of depth you need to see who's actually good at a backup spot or not. Uh, try out different guys in different positions to see if they're good at anything else. If you lose, you lose, but you have so much more information than you do now. There's a lot of things you can do to help. And then yourself. they're all gone. <laughs> number two for a number two franchise. <laughs> uh, moving on, Colts and Steelers. Steelers. Steelers end a three-game skid, winning 28-24, to and I put down they need that. After losing three straight, Washington, Buffalo, and, and the Bengals, uh, they pulled out a, come, a comeback win against the Colts, and they needed it, 28-24. Kev? Uh, classic Phillip Rivers. I mean, Steelers have been reeling the past month. And Colts had every opportunity to lock up, maybe not lock up division, but take the driver's seat for the division. And they blow it there at the end. Throw on late pick, uh, fumbling the ball during the game. It's like, come on. I mean, they did not. It was sloppy football by the Colts. And they needed it to, to really cement themselves into the playoffs. But now they could be the the lone 10-win team to miss the playoff this year. Because right now they are the outside looking in among four AFC 10-win teams. Alex? Bye-bye, kiddo. Colts ain't making it to the playoffs. Really? You think so? I, at this point, I don't know. I think I don't know what will happen, but I don't think at this point. Even if they do, they're not going anywhere. So. Hmm. Who are they playing next week? They're playing. They're playing Jacksonville next week, aren't they? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're playing Jacksonville next week, so they're going to win that game most likely. Mm-hmm. They need either the Dolphins to lose to the Bills, which is very probable. You need. Who's the other? You need the Ravens to lose to the Bengals, which is probably not likely, or the Browns to lose to the Steelers, which could go either way. The Steelers have beat the snot out of the Browns this year. I know. But the Browns are inconsistent, so I'm not going to root against them necessarily. Sure. And Steelers have not played well the last month or so. Right. Of course, well, the Browns Colts lost to the Jets, so I don't know. <laughs> Colts are equally inconsistent, and the Pittsburgh Steelers just beat them. Either way, they need a lot of help. Colts just need a win, and one of those three teams to lose, and they're in. I don't think they're missing the playoffs. I think their chances are of one of them losing, 
is pretty good. Man. We'll see. Uh, Bears and Jaguars. Bears win it 41 to 17. And I put will it last because Chubisky, Mitch Chubisky, after they pulled out a, their third straight win, granted, not great teams, these three, these three wins, but, you know, third straight win for the Bears. Chubisky throws for over 200 yards again. Um, but will it last? Mitch Chubisky in, 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 uh, in Chicago. We'll see. I didn't have anything else. So, Alex? Uh, who really cares? <laughs> it's not like Chicago is really going to spoil much of anything for anybody. Jacksonville's already locked up the number one pick. Uh, like, you know, they took out the guy who was playing better quarterback and put in Mike Glennon, who then played worse. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because they want that number one pick. Uh, yeah, who, who really cares? You know what I mean? It's not a game that's going to make or break anybody. For some of these, for for these games that don't matter anymore, it's yeah, it's hard to come up with some. So, but Kep, good, bad, ugly. Good would be Mitchell's Trubisky's two touchdowns, uh, three total touchdowns. Actually, he had a rushing touchdown in this game, two hundred sixty-five yards. Bad, Dave Montgomery's a bad man. <laughs> Ninety-five yards and a touchdown rushing. And 26 more in the air. Yeah. And then ugly, Trubisky, man. Because he can be ugly with you. An interception and a fumble. Yeah, they recovered the fumble, but he still fumbled the ball. Guy cannot control the football. This team, man, is good, bad, and ugly. Well said, Kev. Uh, Giants and Ravens. I believe the Ravens won it. Yeah, the Ravens won 27-13. I put wide open Dez. Dez Bryant is a... uh, in case you missed it, Des Bryant is a Raven, and uh, they found him wide open in the end zone for his only catch of the day, and it happened to be a touchdown. So, yeah. Kev? Um, Brookie can run. J.K. Dobbins has rushed for his fifth – for has a rushing touchdown in five straight games now. So he became a really good compliment to Mark Ingram and, of course, Lamar Jackson in the rushing game. Alex? Uh, never a question. This game was never in question. No. Baltimore was going to win it. They were only ever going to win it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they almost almost doubled their offensive yardage. Uh, you know, even then they lost the turnover battle and still were dominant everywhere else. Uh, this game was this, this is never any trouble. Uh, Bengals, ver- Bengals versus Texans. Bengals pull out the win 37-31. I went with J.J.'s not wrong. I'm not sure if either of you caught it, but uh, in his postgame presser, J.J. Watt, I, I, I don't know who asked him what, um, but he kind of just went on a rant and said, you know, if we can't show up to play we, w- when we get paid millions of dollars to play a game, that's a privilege. Uh, you don't, you know, you shouldn't be here. Um, but, you know, sending a message um, – I almost put JJ like trade. I almost put trade JJ Watt, but I don't want to be cold hearted. They they should, and they probably will at the end of the season. But uh, he's not wrong. He went on a rant. He's not happy. Deserves better. He's not wrong. Yep. He's not going anywhere. The uh, <clears throat> McNairs have already said that they're going to involve him in all the decisions for uh, 
GM and head coach, so he's not going anywhere. Um, it happened again. They have a chance to drive the field, and they fumble again. Again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not a huge Texans fan, but I knew root for the Texans, and I was screaming like, really? Uh, I feel bad for this John Watson, man. I know it was, he was the one that fumbled, but, I mean, his hand got caught in that uh, face guard, man, because they can't freaking block for him. Ugh. Yeah. Alex, did you already go? Uh, no, not yet. So mine was a uh, Falcons, but inversed. Um, so the Houston Texans always have a shot to win it late. But something always happens and they never do. They're a lot like the Falcons, but they're inverse because the Falcons always have the lead late, but they give it up. Something always happens where they give it up. Those teams are very similar. It's just on which side of the coin they are. Texans usually be on one side. Falcons usually seem to be on the other. But they're basically the same team, just inverse. All right. Uh, Chargers and Broncos up next. Chargers uh, beat the Broncos 19-16, and I went finished it strong. Um, Chargers have won three straights, and next week they go to they go to KC. So finish it strong. This is – Alex, I think you mentioned it in a previous episode, but watch out for the Chargers next season. Herbert's damn good, man, and they'll probably get a new coach, like you said, um, and we'll see what they do. But finish it strong. We'll see what happens with them next year. Alex? Uh, is field field goal is two words, right? I was debating this earlier. Damn. All right. Field goal battle. There's a lot of fucking field goals in this game. Uh, Back and forth. Even the last points were a field goal with 41 seconds left. Uh, So it was was kind of a defensive battle. And it was – I got to watch some of this game, and let me tell you, I wasn't, like, super enthused by it uh, because it was just a lot of, like, new kids playing the game at a high level and settling for field goals. (laughs) So, like, each team had a touchdown, and then the rest were field goals, like four or five field goals, so. Yep. Burn the records. Uh, It seems like everything Justin Herbert does is he's breaking new records, and this time he broke the uh, 20 – broke the touchdown passing record in the rookie's first season. He has 28 passing touchdowns, which beats uh, Baker Mayfield's Old record of, I think it was 26 or 27. How many do you have in this game? One, two? Uh, one. It would have been just one. <laughs> yeah, so he had 27 then. So he has the new record for passing touchdowns in the season, beating Baker Mayfield. And I think he already has yards in the season too. So, I mean, he's, he's lighting it up. Good on you, Justin Herbert. Uh, next up, Panthers in Washington. Panthers pull out the win 20-13. to 13. Alex uh, mentioned it in the highlights, but time is up. Uh, Dwayne Haskins' time as, as a Washington football player is officially up. Um, I didn't have anything else, so yeah. Yep. Wear the mask. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Haskins is terrible. Was always terrible. Should never have been drafted the way he was out that high. And should never have been given the reins to be the 
future of the franchise. Ron Rivera saw it. Most of the coaching staff saw it. In fact, uh, an ESPN reporter tweeted out something uh, after he was released saying that there were executives, or not executives, there were coaches in the war room when they drafted Haskins saying they wanted to throw up because they did not believe in this kid. None of them did. This was completely a a decision by ownership and kind of shows maybe you need to listen to your coaches. And I think Riverboat Ron's going to put them in the right direction, or at least it seems like he is. So, But this kid buried the franchise, and he, buried the, he didn't bury their chances yet just because the, this is an awful NFC East race. But he sure hurt their chances, that's for damn sure. Alex? Uh, who's actually better? This is actually kind of an interesting game. I mean, Alex Smith was out for the Redskins, and he seems to kind of be their best option at quarterback, but he's a little frail. Carolina is a good team getting better. You know, they've been out their biggest uh, player, biggest playmaker for essentially the whole season, and they were still able to pull off some games. You know, Teddy Bridgewater's look good. They have a plethora of wide receivers out there in Carolina. Uh, the defense seems to be getting better. Uh, you know, I think these are both teams that are going to be pretty good next year. Uh, and I'm curious to see next year, next five years, even next 10 years, who's going to be the better, better program. Because I feel like both of them right now are kind of in a rebuild. Both have new head coaches. Both are kind of got a new quarterback. Both have new players. Both have a ton of new guys, especially Carolina's defense. Um, both have had a lot of people step up. Curtis Samuel's been crazy. Uh, Gibson, McKissick, Tom, Logan Thomas, uh, all for the, 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 the football to Washington football team. Um, so this was, it was an interesting game, and I'm not sure the best one won, but, I mean, I can't say that. You know, it's it's interesting. It's uh, these are going to be good teams in the next five years. I'm just curious to see who gets there first. Right. Yeah, why don't you go first? Eagles and Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys won it. I can't see the score right now. Actually, it's 37 to 17. But I'll let you go first. Your boys still have a shot for the playoffs. Let's go, baby. Yes. How about my Cowboys? They still got a shot. All they have to do is win on Sunday and have Washington lose. That's it. That's it. That's it. They're still alive. Never thought I'd say that them as a six and was it a six and nine team right now going into week seventeen that they'd still be alive. But they're still fucking alive. Yes. <laughs> Alex, you or me? Uh, whichever, don't matter. There's always drama with the Cowboys. There's always drama. You can. That's one thing you can count on. That's it. Mine is uh, good for y'all, I guess. You're in the playoffs or potentially in the playoffs, but, like, uh, okay. Uh, yay. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> the whole- of the four NFC East teams right now, the Cowboys do look the best of the four the last couple weeks. Can you debate that? Yeah, but I won't because we still have a couple of deals to finish, and I'm sure the episode's <laughs> getting close to being ending. Yeah. Uh, Rams and Seahawks. Seahawks pulled out 29, 20 to 9. 
sorry. And I uh, went with building up momentum. Um, I almost thought about putting, uh, I had something else lined up, but I, I didn't. Uh, I just went with building moment, building up momentum. Uh, I believe this is their third or, third or fourth straight win, um, if I'm not mistaken. But building up momentum into the playoffs after, after a, a rocky midseason there. So, yeah. Alex? Broke his finger. Jared Goff broke his finger, and he wouldn't go away. Sometimes you got to know that you can't get it done if you're injured, and you got to take a sit and figure out what to do next. You know what I mean? Um, I, I almost wonder if he didn't hurt their chances playing with a broken thumb. Um, I understand the, the, the tenacious spirit, and I'm glad that he wants to be there for his team, and he wants to do all these things, but – Sometimes you got to step back. Um, yeah, Jared Goff broke his fucking thumb. Yep. Hitchhiking out of here. Breaking your thumb. You're not going to have your thumb anymore. They're hitchhiking it out of the playoffs, man, because – yeah, the Rams are gonna drop the drop it, man. I, I, they have a hard. They are in the driver's seat in their position right now, but they have to win on Sunday, and I don't know if they can do that when you don't have your starting quarterback and they don't have much of a running game. You're gonna be hoping that your defense can win the game for you, and you can win the game six to three on field goals. That's not a recipe for success. I don't know if they can do that. Um, I think the only good thing for the Rams going into Sunday is that the Bears have to play the the Packers. And the Packers still haven't locked up the number one seed. Speaking of the Packers, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so I mean the Packers are going to play out on Sunday, which means the Bears are probably going to lose, and that's going to knock the Bears out. Most likely. Speaking to those Packers, uh, wait, Rams and yeah, Alex, you went for Rams and Seahawks, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Speaking. Speaking to those Packers, uh, they win forty to fourteen against the Titans, and I went. I went with Kings of North. Um, Devontae Adams catches three touchdowns from uh, the other King of North. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, and like you said, Kevin, they still haven't locked up that division, but or the number one seed. Have they locked up the division, actually? The uh, Packers or the Titans? Packers. Yes, they've already locked their division. They just haven't locked up the number one seed. Correct. A couple Correct. things can happen where either uh, the Saints or the Seahawks can still get it. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, forty to fourteen uh, against a pretty good Titans team. Kev, go ahead. Sorry, I was distracted by something else. Um, Adam's a monster in the snow. One hundred forty-two yards and three touchdowns. I mean, you think of a snow game, you're thinking of okay, you're just going to ground and pound the ball the entire time. No, they aerated, and Adams was the recipient, man. Ooh, that was impressive.
Alex? Uh, that was balanced. So not only did Adams have a good game, did you say they aerated it? Well, he you know, ran the ball only four times less with one guy than Aaron Rodgers had to pass the ball. It wasn't necessarily an air raid. He was just super effective. And then Dylan came in, 21 carries, 124 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. And it's not like Green Bay's known for their running backs. Uh, and it was, it, was, it was incredible to see. I mean, they just – Titans defense did not know – what to expect? Was it going to be a you know a twelve yard play to Devonte Adams? Was it going to be a six yard run from Dylan? And then Jones, on the other hand, ten carries, almost a hundred yards, ninety four yards there. I mean, anything they were doing was working. Anything Green Bay did was working. It was super balanced. That they, that that oof, that's the squad. I'm changing my answer. That's the squad. That's the team. That's 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 a Super Bowl looking team. You know what I mean? Yeah, if the NFC has to go through uh, Green Bay in the snow. Yeah, that's fucking Yeah, you're right. That's the squad. Yeah, that's the squad. That's a dangerous team right there. Uh-huh. Dangerous man up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only have two words, but, oh, damn. Bills and Patriots, 24-9 right now at halftime. Alex, you got anything? Uh, Cam ain't it. We've said it before, we'll say it again, but just the offense looks so stale. It looks so, like, unenthused and unimaginative. Like, I just don't think Cam's it for that program, and I don't know what they're going to do. But, yikes. <laughs> Kev? Uh... He's breaking records. Most reception, uh, receiving yards in a single season in Buffalo history. Mm-hmm. He broke the record today. So He's probably the best receiver they've ever had, though. <laughs> probably. And that's saying something because they've had some good teams in the past. Right. All right. That was another round of uh, three words, and I still think Kevin won. With uh, That was his magical. What did you have? It was mm-hmm. – Fish magical, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still think Kevin Kevin won this round, so we'll give it to him. Right. Um, email us double sports show at gmail.com if you want to email in and contribute to the show in that way. Uh, tell us any three words that you have for any games. If you want to play along, we'd, we'd love to hear them. So, yeah. Um, and we also do have a Patreon. Uh, favorite thing, real quick. Um, Should have wrote it down, but the Titans, offensive lineman, I forget his name. I'm blanking on his name right now, Ben something. But um, it was highlighted on Twitter, um, and I believe – I forgot who did it. I sent it to you. Did you? Are you talking about the haircut? No, 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 no. Okay. No, his um, (laughs) – Offensive offensive lineman for the Titans walked out barefoot onto the snow at Lambeau, and – Apparently, it's like a ritual. It's a ritual that he does. Uh, he walks out barefoot to honor his brother. I don't think his brother passed, but he did it. He did it once when his brother was a, a high school high school player, and his brother had a really good game. Um, I should have been prepared. And I should have wrote another name, but anyways, I thought it was just really cool that he, he honors his uh, he honors his brother by going out and saying a prayer on the field barefoot every before every game. So yeah, yeah. You got anything? Cowboys still alive. Alex? 
So I have uh, two. I have a funny one and then actually a good one. Um, so the Tennessee Titans uh, linebacker, Will Compton. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans put him on the, the injury report. The injury he sustained was his haircut. <laughs> they put him on an injury report because he got such a bad haircut that they were calling it an injury. That cracked me up. And that was an official one, too. Uh, and then the other one for me was Delonte West. I uh, will be spending his uh, Christmas with his family. He's back at home with his mom, Delonte West. Uh, was the gentleman that Mark Cuban uh, picked up uh, who was having troubles with homelessness and addiction. Uh, former NBA player, played for the Mavs. Uh, so it's good to see him uh, recovering well and, and getting back to, to family and all that kind of good stuff. So. Excellent. All right. That ranks up there with Greg Popovich listing uh, Tim Duncan is out because he's old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, again, yeah, the email is doublesportshow at gmail.com if you want to contribute to the show. Um, but with that, stick around for part two later this week. We'll talk NFL storylines. And uh, part three later as well, uh, we'll talk NBA. We'll get into that later, though. Uh, that's it for now. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. Don't drink and drive. Don't sex and drive. With that, we'll say later. Peace. See ya.